does this meet? Well, good afternoon, or just about early afternoon for you, I'm sure. Um, Rocio Levano, it's such a delight to interview you for this amazing book launch. Do you have your book, your copy? With I you? do. Oh, da 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 da. <laughs> This is a, you know, a really beautiful privilege and we should be each one of us um, really feeling good about this day where we brought a book to, we contributed to an incredible book. Um, this is titled Amazing Woman, Divine Legacy, A New Era, Join the Millions of Women Who Are Liberating the Wealth of Feminine Prosperity to Reshape Their Work, Their Relationships, Wellness, and Ultimately, The World. So what inspired yes. you, Rocio, to be a part of this? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's it it was um it was a very organic process for me. Um I I, I reached out to Marsh um after completing a fellowship in Napa and I just I it was a really enriching experience and I knew that I needed to do something creative with what I had learned in that fellowship, but also bring in my lived and my life experience. I, I wanted to merge the two together. And so in working with Marsh, um, I discovered that I was able to do that and essentially share my message with other women um, about how sometimes our own experiences of trauma can be our, our most profound learning experiences as well. So I kind of wanted to bring that to the forefront in, in my chapter. And she did a beautiful job of guiding me through that process. So, um, that's how I, I came up with, with my own, um, my own uh, voice and uh, the message in, in my chapter. Beautiful, beautiful. I wanted to read a little bit about your bio so people under, you know, listeners can understand who you are and where you came from. Rocio Ortiz Lovano is a licensed clinical social worker, infant family and early childhood mental health specialist, Reiki practitioners, first generation Mexican-American and best-selling author. Though through neuroscience, spirituality, and her own personal story, Rocio encourages women to find their own strength and potential for inner healing. It is also thought through their own healing that they can powerfully create healing for their children and future generations. For over 20 years, Rocio has served and supported vulnerable mothers and very young children in the Los Angeles area who have experienced and been affected by trauma or adversity. Her aim has been to foster emotional healing and empowerment, as well as ending generational trauma for mothers and babies. Her hope is to help them unearth their innate capacity for emotional well-being, as well as to help them discover healing through personal spiritual practices. Her vision is to help women who have experienced trauma or challenging situations to emerge, transform, and embrace their freedom, and simultaneously heal, protect, and create resilience for their children. How beautiful. So this, you. you know, what I found in working with so many authors is I've, as we've walked the journey together with many, many men and women both is, is that there's not one of us that don't have a story that we need to share with the world. 
And we've all had those those incredible things that have happened to us that have shaken us to the core. And then we need to rise above it. And and oftentimes by putting pen to paper and really sharing that with the world and then letting it go out to the world for the world to see is the biggest healing for ourselves. You know, it's right. quite a journey. So your the name of your chapter is the awakening of, awakening of divine grace. Let's talk about that and what you mean by that. Awakening of divine grace. So I I feel like the the um the main thread or the um what what comes through in my in the chapter is always the support and the guidance of for me mother mary she's always been the inspiration whether i've known this or not and so i feel as though always in the background or um present um her her spirit her strength has been with me and so i i feel like she's that divine grace that has supported me throughout my entire lifetime and in writing this book i feel like it's really her message it's her uh her light her spirit that comes through and has supported me through all of my experiences the challenges and uh the joys and all of the in between so i feel as though she's been the main character in my story all along. So I think that's where the name um, emerged from. You do an incredible work in the world, something that um, where you're working, you're actually seeing these things firsthand, even from, from little ones, you know, just infants and mothers. And breaking that pattern um, is really, truly important. I'm sure you could share a few experiences as to what that what that is like for you. Yeah, yeah. So I like you mentioned earlier, I supervise a program for at-risk moms and babies birth to five. And it's a relatively new field because not too many people um understand that it's really important to work with very young children whose brains are still developing. Right. So they're they're like they're little sponges taking in all of this information, all of these experiences. And from birth to five is when we see the most growth. We see most of the the neurons making connections and um, just growing tremendously. And and it's also a very vulnerable and, and um, uh, important time. Um, for for children to, or, or actually for for families and mothers to um, take advantage of that that critical period to really support these children so that they can have the the most optimal and healthiest experiences possible, right? And so, in in my line of work, we tend to um, work with a lot of moms who. Unfortunately, and like many of us, have experienced a lot of a lot of adversity, uh, a lot of trauma, um, uh, socioeconomic disparities. So it's it's a really difficult. Um, it, it's very difficult difficult for these families, and so 
what we do during this time is we we support them and we um, essentially try to scaffold and support and heal these moms, these mothers, these young mothers, so that they can be um, the best possible mentors and examples and uh, change agents for these little ones, right? And so that's really our our goal and our mission in, in this work, supporting these very vulnerable families um, so that they can um, have that light at the end of the tunnel and understand that in spite of the adversity, in spite of the difficulties, they're still able to um, create better life experiences for their children and also for themselves, right? So, um, it, it I feel like it's very, very important work and we really need to dedicate a lot more resources to these younger populations or um, maybe even not just mental health, but even supporting um, early childhood education, really supporting the teachers um, and the staff who work with very young children so that we can um, create the best possible environments for these little ones who eventually will be the future, right? Right. That is amazing because, yes, the most impressionable years and the most formative years are those first five. And if you can break that and you can change it so that they have a whole different experience and everything's been passed on so um, generationally, you know. Absolutely. You just keep passing it on and passing it on. And it's brilliant that, that you've been able to discover a way to to really make a difference and maybe break the patterns. Right, right. And and I'm I'm really um excited or inspired um about the idea of um going beyond like the traditional psychotherapeutic approaches, right? That's what we've that's what I learned in school, that's what most of my colleagues were taught. The psychodynamic, the cognitive behavioral, it's all very brain-based modalities. But um, I feel like the future is really about creating the somatic practices or spiritual practices that can create the healing for the children, for the mother. And like you said, maybe healing all of those generational traumas and generational patterns that that we inevitably carry with us in our DNA. So um, I, I really feel like we're like in a very pivotal time where we can create some really uh, exciting and dynamic uh, uh, interventions and modalities to help people in general. That is so beautiful. So what mm -hmm. led you to this kind of work? Um, I think like most of us, it was my my own personal healing. Um, I um, I I went through um, a very difficult first marriage, um, but I learned a lot from that. Um, I went through my own therapy. I discovered um, Kundalini yoga. I discovered Reiki. Um, all of the different. Uh, spiritual practices that help to sustain us. And so I, I really hung on to that because it, it just created so such profound healing in my own personal life that I thought, you know, this is something that um, should be shared with everyone. Um, I, you know, I, 
I understand the value of traditional psychotherapy, but it wasn't until I, I merged the spiritual practices with the traditional psychotherapy that things started to really evolve and expand. Um, and so I think that's where I gained the excitement and, and the inspiration um, about the, the merging of traditional uh, psychodynamic or psychotherapy with these spiritual practices that really can make a profound impact on, on so many of us. And so um, that's, that's also been like in, in the back of my mind, how do we, if, if this was so transformative and powerful for me, um, how can I not share this with others? Right. Um, Yeah. And, And I think, What's what's interesting, too, is that there's um, I, I, I see some of those common elements in, in some of the other stories in the book. The other authors also talk about their own spiritual experiences and how spirituality has um, created these profound changes for them. So I think that's also really exciting to see. It's beautiful, you know, and, and what brilliance on your part that you we're willing to open your mind to a whole different way of, of um, a solution for different things and, and stepped into something that worked for you because we know that our spiritual practices are, are the things that, that can promote the healing and make a difference. And the very fact that you um, paid attention and could decide, well, this is what's worked for me and maybe this is a way to take it further you know, and to, to impact our world in a different way. The work you're doing is amazing and so needed. I wish there was Thank a lot of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Becky. I, I I think we're getting started. I think we're, um, I think there's momentum being um, uh, developed at this point. More people are, are more open and curious about different modalities and different ways of healing. And I think people are really, curious and receptive. And so I think it's a really, uh, it's a rich time for, for this growth and, and just for people to be more uh, open-minded about other, other ways of healing. Right? Well, I think that, that we've had a scene for years and years, the same, the same um, treatment or whatever, you know, for uh, handling these kind of situations, but we've seen over and over again where it hasn't worked. And so, right. you know, bringing this to the forefront is fascinating and our world is changing because we've had to, we're all having to find better ways to, to deal with situations and, um, and incorporate specific practices that work for us as individuals. How do your coworkers feel about what, how you, uh, what you're doing? Um, well, <laughs> Because I I work for a government agency, it's it's a little bit hard for me to really bring this um, out. And I mean, I I do talk about it. I have presented um, about my my own um, ideas, but it's not something that I can just launch right at the moment. Um, I have to be a little bit careful because of where I work. Uh, but but people are really curious and they're they're very excited about the possibility of incorporating practices like Reiki or um, I, I think we've been doing the mindfulness like mindfulness is is more of a 
uh, an acceptable practice in in the field of mental health. But um, I feel like Reiki is still something that's a little bit far out, a little woo woo, yeah. So, so I'm I'm um I'm I'm being very cautious about how I how I uh, present this to at least in in this field um, or or uh, in the work that I do. But I think uh, it it really has the potential to to grow and to really help a lot of people outside of the boundaries of of this. Uh, this entity, I guess. <laughs> you, have, you have to walk kind of a tightrope there with it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't lose the ability to help others in, in the other ways that you do. Right. Right. Um, yeah. You mentioned in the book, and just before you, you have this beautiful um, prayer, today I've come to realize that our life experiences, even those of great trauma, pain and grief can carry the greatest gift of transformation, expansion, and wisdom. That is so true. So when, you know, if somebody picks up this, um, this book and comes to your chapter, what do you hope they walk away with? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, I, I would like for the reader to um, to have that um, to 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 think that even even if they've experienced something very traumatic and and challenging, um, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but um, in addition to having a really difficult first marriage, um, I I recently lost my husband um about 2 years ago and so that experience really rocked me in spite of having um all of these tools and and uh practices under my belt um but i i think what i want to share with others is that even if, even after experiencing such a profound loss like the loss of a husband um there's still we still have that ability to to heal and to grow and um and to keep moving forward in spite of something as painful as that um and and again i i think it's the the ability to to see the divine at work or uh the 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 uh, the potential for um for for spirituality to really lift us during those very difficult experiences um i i feel as though um my husband is is actually with me even more so now in spirit than when he was here uh on earth and so for me that's um, it's a really beautiful relationship, I think, that I've I've developed with him um, at this point in time, um, and so that that really gives me a lot of comfort and support, knowing that um, even though he's not here physically, I I know he's with me. He's um, when 
and, and maybe this is what I need to work on. I need to work on being a little bit more quiet and present so that I could really listen to him. Um, but but I really do believe that he's with me. So um, so so to answer your question, I think it's uh, for for others to know that even in the darkest of times, there's there's always that um, that light and that possibility of beauty and healing and growth um, in spite of anything that's happened. And um, and it makes us stronger in the end, right? Beautiful. Well, you're a remarkable human being and, and uh, hats off to you that you've, you have the resilience and the, that tenacity to stick with it and that what you, the work you're doing in the world is, and changing um, the trajectory for many young women and, the, and their children. And that is just remarkable. And hats off to you. Thank you, Becky. Thank you. Well, I've enjoyed this interview so much. We could just talk and talk and talk, but we, I know you've got to get back to work. But for those that are listening, Divine Amazing Woman, Divine Legacy is on Amazon right now and will be soon in all the online bookstores. Pick up a copy and read Rocio's chapter. I think you're going to be delighted with what you what you read. Rocio, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for taking this time with us today. And we so appreciate you. Thank you so much, Becky. I appreciate you and, and the time. And this was really wonderful. Thank you.